Hey folks, it's Mike from Profiling Evil. I've been studying criminal behavior for more than 40 years, and one of my favorite research tools is Truthfinder. It's online, and you're not going to believe the information stored there. So if you want to know more about that new neighbor, your babysitter, or your online date, give Truthfinder a try. I'm including a special link below with special discount pricing, but you got to click the link and enter Evil 10 at checkout. Now, we're an affiliate, which means we get a small commission, but you can cancel at any time. Hi everybody, it's Mike from Profiling Evil, and I'm really excited to announce that we've converted 20 episodes of the Academy series for audio podcast, and they're all available now on your favorite podcast platform. Now, I hope that you'll subscribe so that you get all the notifications when other podcasts are released. And don't forget to check us out on the World Wide Web at ProfilingEvil.com. And folks, if you like YouTube, visit Profiling Evil and make sure you're hitting that like and subscribe button. Now, our purpose in releasing these podcasts is to edutain you. Edutain means we really want to entertain you just enough to be able to teach you a few principles about the criminal justice system criminal investigations, and profiling. And I think you're going to find these episodes to be useful as you go about your own amateur crime sleuthing. So let's jump into today's discussion after this word from our sponsor. Hey everybody, it's Mike from Profiling Evil. I've been studying criminal behavior for more than 40 years, and one of my favorite research tools is Truthfinder. It's online, and you're not going to believe the information stored there. So if you want to know more about that new neighbor, your babysitter, or your next online date, give Truthfinder a try. I'm including a link below with special discount pricing. you got to click the link to get it, and then enter EVIL10 at checkout. We're an affiliate, which means we get a small commission, enough to buy a small diet Dr. Pepper, but you can cancel at any time. Thanks for listening today. Dennis Rader was nicknamed BTK for bind him, torture him, kill him. He is in the category of the most terrifying sexual predator, and he would kill at least 10 people in Kansas, but it would take law enforcement 30 years to capture him. And the investigation consumed the life of a police lieutenant that later became my friend. Let's talk about sexual assault classifications. Well, welcome to Profiling Evil. If you're new to the channel, thanks for joining. And if you're one of my university students or a longtime channel member, welcome back and thanks again for your support. Hey folks, either way, please take a moment and hit that like and subscribe button. It really does help us. Now, let's talk profiling. I investigated serial sexual assaults throughout my career, and I personally interviewed and studied more serial rapists and murderers than I care to remember. I was privileged to learn the typologies of serial predators from my mentors at the FBI and my attachment at Boston College and the individual experts around the world, like forensic psychologist Scott Johnson. The classifications or typologies are the power reassurance, power assertive, anger rapist, and the anger excitation rapist. 
Now, Scott Johnson added the classification called the opportunistic rapist to the standardized list. And I've included it in this short discussion because I agree with the addition of it. Now, let's explore the classifications or typologies a little bit further. Each sexual assault case needs to be independently examined for the method and manner of the crime. This examination reveals personality characteristics that are consistent with different types of offenders. A great amount of sensitivity and caution is needed when looking at these kinds of crimes. And all aspects of verbal and nonverbal evidence have to be considered. Survivors are traumatized by the event, and their lives shouldn't be publicly examined or exposed. That would further traumatize them, and it's just plain inappropriate. Examining how the crime was committed and what is learned from the different forms of evidence collected helps us understand the motivation for the crime, the victim selection process, and even the fantasies that are involved. The depressing news in these kinds of typologies are that they're more accurate when there are more serial events to examine. In some cases, the offender may choose to assault the victim as an afterthought. And that's the one I want to talk about first, the opportunistic rapist. The opportunistic rapist motivation is sexual in nature. These types of assaults occur when the perpetrator and the victim come into contact with each other during the commission of some other crime, like a burglary, for instance, where the predator discovers an employee in the business while stealing from it. These kinds of rapes are more of an afterthought. So kind of keep that in mind as we talk about opportunistic rapists. Now, I want to explore the more traditional typologies. And we'll start from the most prevalent and escalate to the most vile among all of them. Let's talk about the power reassurance rapist. This is the most prevalent of serial sexual predators. The purpose of this offender's attack is kind of twofold. It's to satisfy that biological urge for sex, but more importantly, to reassure himself of his own masculinity by exercising power, dominion, and control over women. This kind of offender generally lacks confidence in his ability to interact socially or sexually with women, and he may even consider himself to be a loser. When assaulting his victims, this offender will not intentionally degrade or emotionally traumatize his victims. In their own wacky mind, they're fantasizing that they are somehow having a relationship with the victim. They often fantasize about the assault before it happens, perhaps as part of window peeking or watching the victim from afar. The power reassurance rapist will often employ a surprise attack, like breaking into the home at night and then waking up the victim in their bed. They may claim to have a weapon and will oftentimes be described by their victims, and this is weird, but described as a gentleman rapist, feigning concern even for the victim, such as saying, does this hurt? In a weird sort of way, his victims will actually describe him as polite and apologetic. You can learn more about this type of offender and actually hear a power reassurance rapist that I spent hundreds of hours interviewing 
by watching my video, Serial Predator Speaks from Prison. Now let's take the next predator. The power assertive rapist is an escalation of the power reassurance rapist. And the purpose of his attack, beyond the biological, is to exercise his self-perceived right as a man to do whatever he wants to others. He differs from the power reassurance rapist because he has no doubt of his own masculinity. He, he would be the one to say, I'm a man's man. Well, this vile predator is sexually and verbally selfish, and he demonstrates zero concern for the welfare of his victim. A power reassertive rapist is less patient, and, and they usually will utilize a con approach in order to gain control of the victim. For instance, he may show up at a woman's apartment door saying that he's with the cable company and that he needs to check the equipment inside. Well, once he gets inside the apartment, he becomes violent and controlling. This offender may sexually assault the victim multiple times and in multiple ways. He shows less patience than the power reassurance rapist in so many different ways before, during, and after the assault. Now, we're escalating here, folks. The anger retaliatory rapist is purpose-driven. He assaults to get even with women for his real or imagined wrongs that he feels. His assaults are direct reflections of the anger that he feels, and he's prone to utilize force if necessary. When he first assaults his victims, he'll often do so in a frenzied, blitz-style attack. The attack is an emotional outburst that is very impulsive with little planning. This offender is angry with women, and he uses sex to punish or degrade them. If the anger retaliatory rapist uses a weapon, it's going to be something like a fist or kicking them. The attack from this kind of offender might be sporadic, but once they occur, this offender feels relief. It's a really interesting dynamic. Now, you may have noticed that we're seeing an escalation in anger, power, and control with each of these typologies. A victim might be successful in fighting off those earlier predator types, but the anger excitation rapist is much more deadly and unpredictable. But now, the devil of all devils, the anger excitations rapist. The purpose of the anger excitation rapist is to obtain sexual stimulation and gratification by having his victims suffer physically and emotionally. I mean, this is truly the devil, and inflicting pain is the primary motivation for their crime, especially as the victim displays fear and total submission. These are vicious attacks that result in physical and emotional trauma that is just unheard of. The attacks are perfected through fantasy. They're well-planned, and they're methodical. The offender will use weapons and instruments to punish the victim and often will record the assaults. When committing the assault, the offender is sexually and verbally selfish, and the assault itself is incredibly brutal. The victim often dies. Think of Ted Bundy for a moment. This offender would use this con approach in order to get control of his victims. Once he had control, 
He'd quickly immobilize the victim with bindings, etc., and take the victim to a pre-selected location where he would further terrorize them, assault them, and in most cases, murder them. I hope this segment helps you better understand the rape typologies. It should help you better understand overall the other principles that we've been talking about in the Profiling Evil Academy. Well, hey folks, I'm pausing to share some concerns I have surrounding identity theft and fraud. I've learned a lot from our partner, Ara. They're the pros at protecting people from cyber predators. Aura provides identity theft protection, credit and fraud protection, and online and device security for you and your family. They taught me to think twice before answering those online questionnaires designed to steal our personal information. You know, it must be working because U.S. statistics show that 33% of us have been victimized by identity theft at an annual cost of more than $56 billion each year. Our protection plans come with around-the-clock support, a money-back guarantee, and a million-dollar theft policy. But here's the best part. You can try Aura for free by clicking on this special Profiling Evil link in the description down below. When you do, we get a small commission. But think about it. You insure your car and you insure your house. Don't you think it's time to insure your identity? Now let's get back to today's discussion. Well, thanks for listening to Profiling Evil Podcast, Season 1 and 2 of the Academy Series. We've bundled these episodes together for people like you who want to really binge listen. If there are some of you out there who want to space it out, you figure out the schedule and go to them as you can. Well, hey folks, listening to true crime stories can really trigger negative feelings and thoughts in some people. So if you or someone you know is experiencing trauma as a result of crime, please Reach out to your medical or your mental health provider and get some help. And if you've been victimized, call your local police agency and ask for help. Hey, thanks so much for supporting Profiling Evil. I hope you'll consider joining our channel memberships over on YouTube. It's a place where you can provide us a little more support. As a channel member, you'll get more information a little more quickly and uh, you'll be a part of the team that's helping us grow. And if you'd like to donate to Profiling Evil, you can always do so through PayPal or by visiting our website at profilingevil.com and look for the little donate button. The Profiling Evil podcast series is created by the Profiling Evil Network, and the information contained in it is copyrighted. So don't copy or reuse it without getting our permission. Thanks so much. And we'll see you soon at the next crime scene.
Hey folks, it's Mike from Profiling Evil. I've been studying criminal behavior for more than 40 years, and one of my favorite research tools is TruthFinder. It's online, and you're not going to believe the information stored there. So if you want to know more about that new neighbor, your babysitter, or your online date, give TruthFinder a try. I'm including a special link below with special discount pricing, but you got to click the link and enter Evil10 at checkout. Now, we're an affiliate, which means we get a small commission, but you can cancel at any time.